good to see you all here this morning. Um, and when we conclude our services, we're going to be considering whether or not to be a host church for Family Promise. And John Ellis is going to come and bring a motion to that effect. And lest I forget, we have some uh, handouts up here about Family Promise. We've been talking about it and uh, anticipating this day for a couple months now. And there's an insert in your beacon a few weeks ago. And uh, I announced it at that time that uh, we will be voting on it today. So just be mindful of that as we approach this service. And as we consider this command, particularly, I think it's appropriate. Matthew 7, 12, the sermon is entitled, Do Unto Others. Do Unto Others. And we call it the golden rule. And this is what Jesus says. And you know I don't like uh, preaching on one verse because you can take it out of context. But this is a command, and a lot of his commands are really short and to the point. Um, so let's look at it. And you're familiar with it. So whatever you wish that men would do to you, do so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Whatever you want somebody to do to you or for you, you do first to them. You do to them. This is the law and the prophets. It's what Jesus commands us to do, and it's called the golden rule. And you probably heard this from your childhood growing up. And we're going to look at it in a little more detail this morning because it's, it's some pretty significant things that Jesus tells us here. Let's bow together. Father, as we come to consider this command of yours, it's not a suggestion, it's not a, a recommendation, it is a command that your followers are, are to obey. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Help us, Lord, to initiate love and encouragement and hopefulness and service and ministry whether or not it comes back home to us or not. Help us be the first one to reach out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. J.C. Penney opened his first stores in 1902. And in that time, his stores were originally called the Golden Rule Stores. I don't know if you knew that, but J.C. Penney opened his first store in 1902, and he was determined that he was going to treat others the way he would want them to treat him. And he was the first one that didn't call those who worked for him employees. He called them associates. And I think Walmart has picked up on that. He treated customers, he treated his associates, he treated everyone the way that he wanted to be treated. And so not only was the golden rule his, his mantra, it was also what uh, I think his stores were originally called the golden rule store. And in that way, by treating people that way, he was able to boost his business from one or two stores to a multi-billion dollar business just by treating people the way that he wanted to be treated. Now it's our usual instinct, it is our usual desire that, that we're nice to others if they're nice to us. If someone does something nice for us, we're going to do something nice for them. But Jesus did not say, treat others the way they treat you. He said, the way you want people to treat you, you treat them first. The way you want people to treat you, you treat them first. It's kind of like the original idea of paying it forward. 
You remember the movie Paying It Forward and, and somebody does something good for somebody and then they, instead of compensating or reciprocating, they, they take it one step forward and do something good for someone else and they do something good for someone else and that person does something good for the next and it just goes on and on. Jesus is saying in this command, you take the initiative. You don't wait to be the recipient of something nice and then reciprocate. You take the initiative, you take the first step and you be the one to reach out and help somebody. You be the first one to reach out and encourage somebody. You be the first one to reach out and serve somebody, whether they do that for you or not. I was a little surprised when I was looking through my files. I've never preached on this verse before because this is such a familiar verse and everybody knows the golden rule. Whatever you want people to do to you, you do to them. This is the law and the prophets. Treat others the way you like to be treated. Treat others the way you want to be treated. You take the initiative. You don't wait for them to be nice to you and then you be nice back. You take the initiative and you do what's good and right and honest first. Now it is interesting in the context that Jesus knows our propensity toward selfishness. In the previous verse, verse 11, Jesus says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who's in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Jesus says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts. So he knows, he's aware that we have a tendency toward being selfish, toward being evil. And so he takes, he takes this interpersonal relationship, this, this guideline and commands us to overcome our instinct, overcome our tendencies toward selfishness and reach out and be kind to someone else, be good to someone else, love someone else, not with the expectation that they're gonna love us back or be good to us or do something for us back, but just because that's the way you would like somebody to treat you. And then Jesus concludes this by saying, this is the law and the prophets. You know what the law and the prophets are? That was the Jewish Bible. The law, the prophets, it pretty well spanned the Old Testament. We call it the Old Testament. The Jews called it their scriptures. And so Jesus says, you want to know what the law and the prophets are? You want to know what it says here? Let me summarize it. Let me condense it into a short sentence. However you want people to treat you, you treat them first. That's the summary. That's the condensation. That's, the, that's how Jesus distills down all the law and the prophets into a single phrase. Now, I want to, I want to talk to you. This is the first I learned about this in seminary, but I really thought about it a lot this week. The golden rule is unique. The golden rule is singular in its approach. Now, there'll be other religions who say, wait a minute, our religion predated Christianity and our religion, our philosophy has the golden rule too. Jesus was just copying us when he said this. No, every other religion, every other philosophy has something similar, but in a negative way. Let me read them to you. Confucianism says, do not do to others what you do not want them to do to you. 
Hinduism says, this is the sum of duty. Do not do to others what would cause pain if done to you. Buddhism says, hurt not others in ways that you yourself would find hurtful. Judaism, Rabbi Hillel says, what is hateful to you, do not do to your fellow creatures. That is the whole law, all else is explanation. Do you see the difference? Every other religion, every other philosophy frames it negatively. What you don't want done to you, don't do to them. What you don't want to happen to you, don't let it happen to them. It is called, I don't know who named it, but it's called the silver rule. Because it's not quite the golden rule. It's the negative phrase of what Jesus turned around and made positively. Don't do to others what you don't want done to you is what all the other religions and philosophies espouse. Jesus turns it around. It's a subtle but important difference. He turns it around and he frames it in a, in a positive way. He says, don't just refrain from doing evil. Do good. Don't just not do something bad. Do something good. Other religions say, don't do something negative. Jesus says, do something positive. So all the other religions, I mean, you can, you can sit there on your haunches, I guess, and just not do anything. Just refrain from doing anything. Jesus says, that's not enough just not to do something negative. He said, I command you to do something good, to do something positive. And in this command, in Christianity separates it from every other religion, every other philosophy in the world. I mean, Jesus is the only one who said, love your enemies. You've heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So Jesus turns everything that's in common parlance in his day, everything that all other religions and philosophies espouse don't harm someone else if you don't want to be harmed. He says, just sitting back and not doing anything is not enough. I want you to go out and make a positive impact, a positive difference in the world. And the golden rule summarizes this kind of love that says, love your enemies. Do good to those who despitefully use you. The golden rule summarizes this love. And, and there are, there are uh, other religions say, well, well, even our negative way of saying it predates Christianity. No, Jesus actually goes back. The first law, the first command about how to interact with other people is in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. You shall not take vengeance or bear any grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. That's about 2,500 years old. And so this command in Leviticus and Jesus' reflection of that command and how to interact with your neighbors is the only positive golden rule in any religion or philosophy. So don't let critics tell you that, that Jesus is just copying their religion because their religion's negative. Only Jesus is positive. That's the uniqueness of it. Well, what's the rationale? Why should we do it? What motivates us? Jesus says there are two ways of giving. One way is to give something in hopes of getting something back in return. 
One way is to give something in hopes of getting something back in return. It's like the man who bought a ping pong table for his wife's birthday present. There's no way she was going to play that by herself. And so he knew that even giving that, he was going to benefit from it too. And I think Susan is always trying to teach me this. Let me give you an example. She buys birthday presents and Christmas presents for all the members of her family every year. They never give anything to us. And so this week we got something in the mail and I knew what it was. It's not for me. And um, I said, how long are you going to keep buying presents for our nieces and nephews and cousins and all that? And she said, as long as they're our family. I'm trying to learn. I still don't like it, but I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to learn how to give with no expectation of getting anything in return. Because that's how Jesus said we are to give. Why are we to act this way? I'll scratch your back so you'll scratch mine? No. Jesus says it sums up the law and the prophets. It sums up the whole Old Testament. It sums up their Bible. What you, what you want people to do for you, how, whatever you want people to do for you, you do for them. Don't wait for them. You take the initiative. You take the first step. And it's interesting, the Sermon on the Mount has been teaching us how to live in right relationship with God. And here in the middle of it, he throws in how we are to be in right relationship with other people because the two are not disconnected. The two are connected. How we relate to God, when we're in right standing with God, we have to be in right standing with other people. And the only way to be in right standing with other people is to be in right standing with God. The two go hand in hand. And so that's why in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, when he's giving us all these commands about how to relate to God, he throws in, whatever you want men would do to you, you do to them. You think about what you like. You think about what you would appreciate. You think about what would be meaningful for you. And instead of sitting back and waiting for somebody just to come and lavish you with that, you go out and you start the cycle. You take the initiative. You pay it forward and help somebody else, encourage someone else, minister to someone else. The rationale, not because you might get something in return, is because you're a follower of Jesus. And he says, this is the law and the prophets. This is a scripture. This is how God says to relate to him by how you relate to everyone else. Because the two go together. They just do. Now let's talk about it in application for a few minutes. How are we to go about doing this? I would suggest that you start at home. I would suggest that you start at home. You don't wait for your spouse. You don't wait for your kids. You don't wait for your parents to do something nice for you. You go and do something for them. A, a brother and sister were looking through a trunk in an attic and ran across some letters that their parents had written to each other a long time ago. And the brother said to his sister, are you sure these belong to mom and dad? And the sister said, absolutely. And he said, well, they sure don't call each other these names today. They call each other something different today. 
because how we treat each other in our homes will soon be reflected in how we treat others outside the home. A marriage counselor told the husband he needed to be more attentive and loving to his wife at home. And so one afternoon he left work early and he showed up at home. He had a dozen red roses in one hand and a box of chocolates at the other. And when his wife opened the door and saw him standing there, she burst into sobs. And the husband said, what's wrong? And she said, little Johnny just threw up. Your parents are coming over for dinner tonight. They just called and now here you've shown up drunk. We've got to start treating our family members the way we want to be treated. We've got to start treating others the way we would like to be treated. Whether or not they do anything in return for us, it doesn't matter. It's inconsequential. That's not what Jesus' command says. He says, however you want to be treated, you treat them first. So I got to thinking, there's one other time when Jesus concluded sayings with the words, these are the law and the prophets. Do you remember where that is? It's the great command in Matthew 22. Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment and the second is like unto it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then he concludes it by saying, on these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. I think these are the only two times in the New Testament when Jesus gives a saying and then says, this is the law and the prophets. We know the great commandment very well, but I don't think we have really estimated how important the golden rule is in Jesus' opinion because we just don't practice it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and your neighbor and your, as yourself. This is the law and the prophets. Well, you know what, what else is the law and the prophets? What you want people to do to you, do to them. Those two things are of paramount importance in Jesus' estimation. They're summaries. Jesus says they're, they're, they're the Bible condensed in nugget form. Love God, love neighbor, what you want people to do to you, do to them first. Take the initiative. Take the first step. Jesus knows we can change the world. You want to be forgiven? Then you go out and forgive. You want to be encouraged? You go out and encourage somebody. You like compliments? Compliment somebody. You like smiles? Smile at somebody. Don't wait for it to happen to you. You go out and take the first step. You're paying it forward. And you're saying, okay, as soon as somebody does something nice for me, I'll pay it forward to somebody else. Well, consider this. Consider what Jesus did for you on the cross as the first step. That's the first step. He's already done that for you. Now you go out and pay that kind of love forward to someone else. Don't wait. Don't sit back and say, well, I'm not going to do something to somebody that I don't want done to me. Say, how I want people to treat me, I'm going to go out and treat them. 
let it begin to take effect. Because honestly, memorizing the golden rule is pretty easy. Whatsoever you would that men would do to you, do so to them. This is the law of the prophets, Matthew 7, 12. Memorizing the golden rule is pretty easy. Committing it to life is the challenge. And that's the command that God has given us. Pray with me. Father, we go through life smiling at people who smile at us, being nice to people who are nice to us, loving people who love us. But everybody does that. That just comes naturally. But you tell, no, you don't tell, you command your followers. That's not enough. We're supposed to go out and take the first step. We're supposed to pay it forward. We're supposed to love others whether or not they love us back. We're supposed to encourage. We're supposed to help. We're supposed to serve. We're commanded to minister to whether or not there's anything in return whatsoever. And that's the challenge. So help us take this command to heart. Help us think about in our homes where we can start serving more and loving more. Whether or not a spouse or children or parents do anything for us in return. Cousins or nieces or nephews or aunts or uncles. Help us start the snowball. Whether or not a snowball builds or not. And then once we've started that in the home, help us to reach out into our community, our church family, and especially those who don't know you as Savior and Lord. Because how we interact with them will determine our love for you. And if we don't do anything differently, if we don't distinguish ourselves from others, then what right have we to tell anybody that Jesus has made a difference in our lives? So help us to live this command and not just commit it to memory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.